Welcome back to another episode of the Property Management Show. I am your host, Marie Tepman from Four and a Half Marketing Agency. Since 2012, we have dedicated ourselves to helping property managers like you get more owner leads through marketing, whether you need help with a website, SEO, content, reputation, online ads, we've got you covered. You can visit fourandhalf.com to spur the growth of your company this year. That's F-O-U-R-A-N-D-H-A-L-F.com. Today, we are chatting with none other than Scott Brady from Progressive Property Management located in Southern California. I am so thrilled to have you back on the show, Scott. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's been so long since you were last on the show. You were one of the very first guests on the property management show. Um, and you you shared a little bit of your journey to property management then, but not a lot of people may know this about you. But before you got into property management, you actually served as mayor and city council me- um, member of Placentia during the Great Recession of 07 to 09. And you were also in real estate back then, and then, you know, you found your way to property management. Can you tell us more about, like, that spur of, um, you know, different things going on and why did it push you to property management? Sure. Yeah, not that dissimilar to uh, back in the day. So I I was becoming a top realtor at the time in a small city in Southern California called Placentia with about 50,000 uh, citizens. And I thought, what better way to get my name out than run for city council? And lo and behold, I won. And then I was on council for eight years. And and I was so busy between council and selling real estate that when the recession hit, and it really hit in 07, right? That's when we really felt it. I was totally unprepared. I was just so busy you know, building real estate at the time, selling real estate, building a brokerage that um, when it hit, I was, uh, I think like many people, just caught flat-footed. And it wasn't until about, you know, I got off city council in 08, so I had to get through that that commitment. And then uh, took a couple of years to kind of regroup myself. And by really 2011, I thought, okay, you know, there's going to be another recession. They happen every seven to 10 years. So I do by quick math. I said, well, that's only going to be about, you know, seven to eight years from now. So I said, you know, it's going to take me a while to build a property manager company. Let's start today. So I started that in 2012. And then uh, we could talk about the, the detail. I started with zero doors. Uh, we now manage about 1,200. And then it was really, the reason why I got into association management was um, uh, it was really COVID. So COVID hit, um, there was a good month there. We were all panic stricken that tenants would all stop paying. So even though I had 12, you know, 1,100 doors under management, what's 0% of 1,100? Oh, that'd be zero. And um, that'd be bad. And so I thought, what's the only other industry I can get into that's counter cyclical to that? And that was association management. Because come hell or high water, you got to pay your dues. And so we got into association management and, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, 2020. And it took us two years with the help of four and a half, of course, to build that, that, that you know, that uh, channel. And now we manage a little under 85 associations, about 5,000 owners. And we try to add three to four associations a month. That's wonderful. Just the thinking ahead, right? Of Okay, this always happens. I better get prepared now versus when the other shoe drops. Yeah. There's a great quote I love. I've got a bunch of them, but one of my favorites is from Jeff Bezos when he was running Amazon. And he said they would have their quarterly earnings called and they were, you know, and the, and the analysts would be super excited about something that quarter. And they say, wow, what'd you do this quarter that, you know, and he goes, if we did something well this quarter, it's something we did three years ago, four years ago, nothing happens overnight. And, and I encourage all my brethren in our industry that what are you doing today that's going to have um, you know, positive benefits to your company two or three years from now, not two or three days. 
And, you know, it's easy to get into property management, hard to be successful. And it's hard to get into association management um, because it takes different departments and more personnel and, but um, easier to be successful. So, um, and now at this point we have real estate, escrow, association management, residential management, personal sales. So we, I feel like we're diversified. And by the way, I'm really old. And if I haven't gotten a little wiser in, you know, 20 years in this business, shame on me. Um, it's one thing to be young and stupid, but old and stupid isn't a good look. So I think I'm a little wiser now. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you've been a four and a half client for a long time. We've seen your growth and it's very, very remarkable. Um, and, you know, the last time you were on the show back in 2015, the, the main, I know it's been so long. Like I remember like editing that episode and I, when I was preparing to interview you today, I was like, oh, let me re-listen to that. And then when I, I was like, oh, is it, you know, a few years ago, and I was like, no, 2015. And back then you were talking about how, you know, the blue ocean strategy for property management is SMIPOs or self-managing investment property owners. And about 75% of investors are self-managing, you know, as of then. Yeah. Given the whole host of things that happened since then, you know, fast forward to 2023, what do you think that number is now? I, ironically, I still think it's about the same. It's funny. I remember with my my son runs residential, but I was talking to him today. Uh, and the book wasn't good, but there was a good quote from a book I'm reading that if you can describe a person's problem better than they can, then they subconsciously believe you have the solution. And in residential management, I believe more and more, the reason why people self-manage is they say, well, I've got the time. Maybe you don't have the skill, but I got enough skills. But what we need to do as an industry is tell them that they're costing themselves money. They're not getting the highest rent. They're not being proactive with their maintenance. They're not um, they're not protecting that asset with programs, and and they're not uh, charging their tenants the fees for um, you know pet protection. And I think if we as an industry both say you know you you don't have the time, you don't have the skill. Trust me. But more importantly, you're costing yourself money. And and if you're charging X, call 150 bucks, fully loaded. After they pay, write you off, you're costing them $100 a month net, $1,200 a year. I'll guarantee you we make up for that with all our preventative maintenance, our inspections, our you know all the stuff we do in this industry that everybody does. And I think as we have an industry, really help us hammer that home that um, you're costing yourself money and you're not protecting this very important asset with insurance and with the stuff we provide. Um, I think, uh, I, once again, I still, we still target these smite bows. Uh, we target out-of-state owners who are self-managing. That's that's our bread and butter. Um, we try to add about 20 doors a month. And uh, like many people, the last five years, you were at 20 doors and lose 20 doors because all of our investors were selling and kids were inheriting. Well, that stopped. Nobody's selling now. So if you add 20 doors, you're you're gaining a net 20 doors. So this is the time to grow your residential business um, because I don't see this real estate recession getting much better for three to four years. And um, and it's a great time to add a association management because you're getting so much more of the bank credits um, and that makes up for the loss and the escrow income you're getting from the sale. So uh, it, it's a good time to be in the management business is what I can definitely tell you. Yeah, definitely. And so what does it mean for the blue ocean in property management now? Is it still the same? Is it still targeting SMIPOs or is it you know a little bit SMIPOs and maybe a different mix of association or maybe some other things? So the the blue ocean, there's two 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 groups of blue. Well, I understand there's three groups of blue oceans. So I'll go with my three blue oceans, if you will. So the first blue ocean we have is real estate agents that 
our sales are down 45% in Southern California, which means they just took a 50% haircut in, in, in income. Uh, they want to stay in the business. They love the lifestyle, but they just don't know how to do that. How am I going to put food on the table? And we go to them and say, you know what? Come join us and we'll get stable income for you. You'll manage residential properties or associations for us. And we'll, we'll get you to two, three, or $4,000 a month. So that's one below ocean because nobody else in California, as far as I know, the rest of the country, not only allows their agents to manage properties and associations, but provides properties and associations for them to manage. That's one below ocean. Second blue ocean on um, uh, residential management, still the buy owner. Because what's happening now, in 2015, they didn't have much margin, right? Mm-hmm. They're renting the property for 2000. Their total nut was 1800. Um, fast forward now eight years or even six years, uh, uh, seven years. And um, now they're renting that property, not for 2000, but for 3000. And they refinance and now their mortgage is in 1800 and 1600. So they have a much bigger margin first of all. Um, and, um, and so now they can afford to pay you. And that asset that in 2015 was 500,000 is now 800,000. So it's, it's even more important to them. And then the other part of the blue ocean is when you get a real estate recession, um, a lot of people say, you look at, I'm not going to, my house was worth 800. You're telling me realtors worth 700. I got a 3% interest rate. You know what? I'll just rent this property until the market comes back. So you really want to put in, in, in your marketplace out to the real estate community, to the brokerage community that, you know, you're going to have a lot of sellers who choose not to sell and that's okay. Give them to me. I'll take care of them. I'll handhold them. Um, I'll be their temporary property manager until they choose to sell and then I'll give it back to you and I'll put that in writing that I'll give it back to you. So that's another group that has not been around since really 2012. So it's been 10 years for that group and now they're coming back. That's a great blue ocean. Um, and lastly, in association management, because labor in California, the minimum salary for an exempt employee, which are usually what community managers are, is almost 75000 now. So the big management companies just can't afford to manage small associations, associations with 20 to 100 owners. It's just they just it's just not feasible for them. Well, that's that's perfect for us because our our um, real estate agents are independent contractors. I don't pay them 75000 I pay them a commission based on the communities they manage. So we, we're we happy to take that 50-owner community that's 1200 bucks a month, and I pay my my uh, agent $600 a month to manage that. So we're going after that. We, we're doing both. Um, uh, we Online, we, we, do, we buy leads. Um, I do direct mail to um, all the presidents and the associations in our area, which is now about 1500 And I'm also doing, um, uh, we call them a, a, a board a director, board director success seminars. I'm having my first one in March, and we're going to invite 75 presidents and associations into a room and teach them how to be a better director, have an attorney there, an insurance guy there, a reserve, and then, of course, we'll get up and talk. So it's just like residential. You, you don't do one thing. You try a few marketing channels, and whatever's working, you throw more money at that channel. Yeah, and just like you said, right, most of the things that are working now, you can attribute them to things you did years ago. It's not that you try something for a month, and then suddenly, you know... We're, you know, we can't handle the leads. It's typically like a combination of different things you tried before. And it's, it always plays catch up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we send out direct mail about 5,000 pieces a month, five to 10,000. And we know when they get that piece in Colorado for a, ma- a property they've got in Anaheim, tennis paying is agreed. Everything's great. No issues. But then four months from now, the tenant says, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you notice and I'm going to leave. And that's our opportunity to say, well, they already have our marketing piece. They've gone to our website. 
and they have a comfort level with us. They like our pricing. We use a hybrid model so that that's their pain point. And you've got to be ready. So when the pain point occurs, which in our industry, the pain point is tenant gives notice, got to lease up the property, tenant's not behaving. I've got to evict the tenant. Um, our property needs rehabs, right? So that's when those are the big pain points that we want to be in front of the client um, to say that um, you know, it's time for you to hire professional property management. Or when the board's finally um, in association management, the pain point is when they hired this management company, they made all kinds of promises. We're going to be great. We have great service. We, we're great people. Um, and then, of course, once they hire them, the phone call stopped getting returned. The department stopped dropping the ball. So everybody makes a lot of promises. And we found if, we, if we're if we using the clients we've hired to say, you know, they promised this and they delivered. They said they wouldn't nickel and dime us and they didn't. They promised to return our calls in 48 hours and they did. And so if we can show that we are, not only do we make these promises, but we perform as promised, that's what's unique in that industry, right? So you're always in in any industry, I don't care what you're doing, is you got you to gotta find the pain point solve the pain point, and then communicate that you solve the pain point. And if you do that, you can add as many doors and owners and realtors that you want. Um, then you just have a good system someplace to make sure you um, you know, keep everybody happy. It's funny when you were describing how these um, board of directors kind of operate and how they make all these promises, everything is going to be great. And then once they actually you know, are in the position, even the simplest expectations are not met. And, you know, this might be controversial, but, you know, a lot of politicians are kind of, you know, thought of to be like that. Of course. And, you know, like, you know that world. You were in public office. Tell them what they want to hear. You just hope they forget about it a few weeks later. The difference is um, with residential management, you may get lucky. You take a property on and sure enough, tenant behaves, no plumbing issues. You talk to your owner once a year. Um, I've talked to my, we now have about 35 branch managers. Those are the ones that do both residential and association management. And they say there, there are months, if you're managing 30 properties, that the phone doesn't ring. The world, everything is great. There are no issues. You're right. Tenants not giving notice and, and you don't get any phone calls that month. Association management, you're going to work every month. That board wants to be communicated with monthly on what's going on. If you've got 100 owners, there are issues every month. So um, I think with association management, even more so the residential, um, they quickly smell out that you're, you've overpromised and underdelivered. You might get away with it for a residential for a while until you, you know, your systems fall apart, but, um, to your association management. And that's why I think why a lot of residential management companies don't get into it because there's, uh, there's always going to be a high level of service you're going to have to provide. There are no quiet months. Um, but, uh, you can make good money in doing things nobody else wants to do and nobody else wants to manage this. I just got off a, got an email from a client we just took over and, you know, he, he he wants to take us to, we just took over the association. He already threatened me with a lawsuit that we're, you know, we're, we're like, let's pull, put it in the trash can. You know, I, it was just, it was, and he probably posted a review. We just took this thing over two weeks ago. I got a negative review and, and I get it. I know that's why association management scares a lot of uh, uh, property managers, but I'm telling you, that's the blue ocean. There's a, well, what was it they were complaining about if you're allowed to share? Oh, he, I'm really he, curious. He, he refused to pay the dues the last 10 years, so they're going to foreclose on his home. So when we took it over, we, of course, have to put the fact they still owes $30,000 in dues, and he doesn't like that. But, uh, um, yeah, it, it is. It's the difference is here's the, the other big difference between association and residential. Residential, I've done studies. Once they hire a residential management company, owners are happy. 
only like 3% are currently upset with their management company on residential. We do a great job as an industry taking care of our clients. Association management, Appfolio did a study and something like 40% of boards were currently unhappy with their management company and 5% for actively looking for new management. And you say, well, how big a market is that? Well, you know, there's about in my marketplace about, um, I think about 2,500 2, uh, associations. So that's saying that right now, 150 are looking for management services. It's it's big. It's just, this yeah. is a big number. So I, I think the opportunity is, is that there's more pain in association management than there is in residential. And we spend a lot of time and money in residential convincing people who are managing by owner, stop, stop the madness. You can't do this. And they're like, I can't do it. No, you can't. You know, you, you would go back and forth until finally they hit a paid point. And then they go, okay, fine, you win. Um, and so that's what's the hard part of residential is convincing them that you can do it better and save them money. We got, we got to focus on that as an industry that I can save you money and make this this asset provide a better return to you. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you keep talking about residential versus association management. And with residential, once you get that owner's trust, they hire you and you do a good darn job, you have them, you know, they're, they're generally happy. But it takes a while to get them to trust you and to get them to realize your value because it does seem on the surface level that it's easy. The pain is not as severe as association management. So association management, it may be easier to get them to the door because they're like screaming for help. They'd be like, oh, I'm bleeding. I need someone to fix this. But then their expectations are higher. So like you said, you really work more in association management where they're easier to get, but you got to keep, you know, working, 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 keep them happy versus residential. You have to be patient, right? It takes a while to court them, but once they're in the bag, they're in the bag, as long as you do a good job. Yeah, there's two things we don't do well as an industry residential, <laughs> and I, I hopefully it's going to be corrected by third-party providers. One is we treat tenants as necessary evil and not as residents. And we've got to do a better job is, is taking these tenants and making them residents by making, you know, maybe they're going to rent somewhere else next year. Great, we can help them do that. Uh, make sure that your programs you're offering aren't just programs that are a revenue generator, but they actually make the rental experience better for your mm -hmm. your tenant or your resident. Um, and really showing our, our residents some some love. I know a lot of us give a Christmas gift every year, but mm -hmm. you know you know they feel great about that. Like I I really value their their um you know their their occupancy. And we do a bad job with owners. So owners only hear from us when there's bad news. You got a leak. Your tenant gave notice. Your tenant didn't pay this month. We do, another, we do a better job of, I would say, transforming the experience with our owners and communicating good news. Hey, your property went up this quarter. Hey, our rents went up this month. Hey, you know, whatever it might be, just so you're not talking to them once a year when the lease is up for renewal, but you have some some quarterly conversations. I know one of them, uh, I don't know who it is, they do a Zoom call. I think it was Deb Newell. She does a quarterly Zoom call with all her owners. Now, all the owners don't show up for the Zoom call, you know, if she has- But they um, know it's there. They can yeah, join anytime they want. Yeah. Correct. You invite 500 owners and maybe 50 show up for the Zoom call, but then you give them the update on the market and the new laws and what's going on and trends. All 500 appreciate it, but 50 are the ones that show up. So I think we as an industry can in, in really create a tighter relationship with both our, our residents and our owners. Yeah. And, you know, I know your company tagline is we manage happiness. Manage happiness. Right? Yeah. which is um, kind of the reverse of what most people think of as property management because most people think like, oh, I'm managing the pain of like running a 
tiny business, which is a property and then managing like the problems with the tenants in the property. But it's like, you flip the script, like, no, no, I imagine the happiness and making sure that both sides are like, are happy versus like that they're just not screaming at me. I feel like it's powerful. Yeah. You, I think that, you know, what, what keeps this business? Yeah. We, we manage crazy too, right? Let's not get it wrong. A lot. There's, there's a, there's a boatload of crazy, you know, we deal with um, probably now between owners and tenants and occupants, we probably deal with, I'm going to guess 10,000 um, occupants, you know, in, in all the, our properties, all our HOAs. And what percent of that 10,000 are, you know, ready for the rubber room? A bunch, right? I get that. But um, well, we say we manage happiness because I think it's our goal. Our job is to make our owners and our tenants happy, you know, and, and if we do that, we answer our tenant complaints, you know, complaint calls or maintenance requests quickly. We send great vendors out who do a great job that are considerate and kind. And we make sure we get a fair price for our owners and we negotiate the best deal we can. And um, and then we secure the best tenant we can and we give guarantees. So if the pet does damage, we're gonna pay for that. Or if the tenant doesn't have enough security deposit, we'll pay for that. So we, if we do that as an industry, that's what I love about another big difference between residential and associate is residential we share and we care and we, we go to these conferences and because I'm not competing with a guy down the street, I'm competing with those 70% are still self-managing. And if we as an industry can convince those 70%, which in my marketplace is probably about a million people. So if we can convince a million people, stop this madness, then there'd be 200,000 doors that need management in my marketplace. There aren't enough management companies to absorb those mm-hmm. doors. So we don't compete in um, residential. I don't believe you know we really are happy to share our successes and what we're doing. Association management, nobody shares. It is a zero-sum game. It is mano a mano. Um, uh, because if I gain an HOA, took it from somebody because nobody, no HOA self-managed, almost none now in Southern California. So if I gained 80 HOAs the last two years, I took 80 HOAs from somebody. Mm-hmm. So there's zero cooperation on association management. It's really, uh, um, it's eat or be eaten. So it's nice to have both, you know, it's nice to have a kind of a balance of both in both worlds, but I certainly, I, I don't speak at, um, association management conferences, but I'm happy to speak at residential management conferences. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting that you're in both because then you get to give us a flavor of like what's the latest and greatest there. Um, And so given all these talks of, you know, we're at the cusp of a new recession, um, do you, what is your stance on the market consolidation happening? Do you think that's related to people's fears of a recession, anxieties? And what would you say to, to people who maybe are thinking of joining the bigger um, groups just because they're scared. Yeah, I, I, so I wrote on this. It was in the magazine this month, and I've been talking to some of the thought leaders in our industry, Brad Larson, Todd Orchide, is that you know five years ago, we were all nervous that Mind was going to come in and just you know manage properties for free, right? They were just mm-hmm. going to come in and, and undercut the market and just ruin us all, and we would be driven out of business. And, and what we found is that didn't work, uh, that those companies couldn't grow organically. They couldn't their business model wasn't appealing and they couldn't, you know, because we're still in a, a belly to belly business. We're still, this is an important asset from somebody. It's a, you know, it's it's an $800,000 house, a million dollar house in my marketplace. And I don't think I've ever had a call here when I used to take some of the calls that said, hey, we're looking for the biggest management company possible. Is that you? Because that's, we don't want somebody who's going to grab us great service. And no, no, we want, so what they've done now is they pivoted. There's a lot of money out there. Belong just raised, I think, 120 million. Um, I know Pure raised a good amount of money, 80 million, and they've got a lot in the bank. 
And then um, you've got a home river that I get my emails, you know, you know, monthly from home river about acquisition. So they're not trying to, uh, they're not kind of just, they don't want to destroy us. They want to, um, they want to acquire us now. You know, they were mm-hmm. trying to crush us, you know, five years ago. Now they want to acquire you. So if you're choosing to sell or not, that's, I think, just a bottom line personal decision. Pura wants to do more of a consolidation. Home River does more acquisition. But in the end, you know, you've got to, you've got to look at your numbers. And, you know, if you were to sell for X and pay taxes of that and get this, you know, if you build this company, it's going to be really hard to build anything similar than it. You know, I've been doing this for 2015. I've been doing this for 10 years to get where I am. And, and I'm growing at such a pace. If I were to sell now, I'd be leaving a lot of money on the table, right? Mm-hmm. Because of my growth rate. But even if I weren't growing, um, you know, I, you, we have a lifestyle we love here. You can write business expenses off. You can do this, do that. And once you sell, that's kind of it. But, you know, some people have to sell. If you've got terminal cancer, guess what? You know, you've got to make those kind of tough decisions. Mm-hmm. If you don't have somebody who can, you know, inherit the business like my son is, then you're going to make another decision. But um, I, I don't think they're, these companies out there are not, are not adversarial. They're there to possibly give you a good payday. And, and really, it's a great testament to our industry because over the last, I would say, certainly five years, um, five to seven years, we've learned how to cut costs uh, by using RTMs um, or VAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have six here, six or seven. We add one every couple of months. So we, even though we're going to add another you know, 40 associations this year, we're not going to add another team member here. It'll be a remote team members. Um, so as an industry, we really be able to be very efficient, use technology that the four and a halfs have and our software providers have and our third party software providers have. And we've added more revenue with all these programs we've developed and residence benefits package and security deposit guarantees and, uh, you know, uh, eviction guarantees, all that stuff we've created and the fees we generate. Um, so our margins as an industry I think have gone from about five zero to five percent. I think was what it was seven years. Yeah, ago. yeah. I think it was like six percent. That was five, at the yeah, most. Yeah, Building did that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was about that was the average though. There were people that were losing money every door. I, I believe me, I, I know it myself. So we've gone from that margin to there are some providers out there, some operators out there at 30 percent profit margins. So I think we we now look much more attractive to. Um, private money and venture capitalists to buy our business and get those margins. So um, that's a testament to this industry, how far we've come. But I would say we're not even there yet. Mm-hmm. We still have a ways to go. I think you, I think the SMIPOs are coming. I think this real estate recession is going to create a lot of doors to be managed, even if temporarily for three to five years. I think association management is a great space for our industry. I think short-term rentals are a great space for our industry. Um, commercial is a great space for our industry. So and I think as real estate, organized real estate is going to be in a lot of trouble the next three years. Brokerages are where their margins have gone from 20% down to 3%. Um, and then you these big real estate agents and teams are leaving the big brokerages and starting their own thing. Um, you know, it's an opportunity. And I, I put that in that article that I, I can't tell um, your audience how to benefit from the real estate industry being in such chaos. Uh, I, I expect us to lose 30% of the agents in the country. Um, you think, well, what's that? Well, that's 500,000 people leaving the industry. It's a lot of people. Um, so how can you take advantage of that somehow? For us, we start escrow companies with top producers. We form them for them and take ownership of that. We hire them to be managers. Maybe you, you could add them to your brokerage. I, I can't tell you, but I do know that's going to be a huge opportunity in the next three to five years. That we're, We look like the golden boy now and not the redhead stepchild like we did 10 years ago. Funny how... 
it all just comes all you know, change. It was like, all just change. You know, proper real residential management. Ugh, who wants to do that? And you know, you know, it, the idea was, you know, it, it just real estate became too easy, and now real estate is going to be very hard for the next few years. And and it was good for us because we became better as an industry while they were just enjoying their salad days. Now it's time for us to, um, you know, get enjoy our salad days after kind of a lean few years there. Yeah, and so. You know, before we started recording, you mentioned that you're super excited for this year and the next because you're looking at a lot of growth. Can you share a bit more about what your goals are and how you plan to get there? What do you put in place? Well, you know, we, we just put a lot of money back in the business. So uh, we sit down with you and we'll, we'll go after another area. We put money into, um, I'm a big believer is that you, you've got to try a lot of different things. And so between, you know, lead generation, website, direct mail, in-person seminars, paying for referrals. Um, there, there was a saying by, I think it was it was uh, Bono from U2, and that the U2 went in to make an album that was going to take 30 days, and they were there for 90 days, and somebody asked Bono, like, what, did you just kind of have writer's block? You couldn't come up with anything. He said, just the opposite. We came up with 30 more songs. He goes, if you're in a gold mine, you don't stop digging till all the gold is gone. And this isn't a time to hold back. This is a time to put money, put personnel, put um, resources toward growth. Um, because I, you know, I think Mar I believe what Mark Cunningham said, the next five years could be the best five years in the history of property management. So that, so what are you doing today? What incremental improvements are you making on a daily basis to take advantage of worst case? If it doesn't happen, you're still a better company. Best case is you double the size of your company. So we're, we're certainly trying to go from 1200 doors to 1500 doors in the next you know, two years, uh, try to go from 5,000 owners to 8,000 owners in the next two years in association management. Um, so yeah, so, you know, uh, uh, you know, if there's going to be, uh, if there's going to be uh, Armageddon and you think it's, it's going to be two months without food, you may want to have three months of food there just in case. So if it, you know, if it's two months, great, you have an extra month of food, but if it goes three months, you get to, you get to survive. So, um, I think you just got to look around. I think you got to look around to your marketplace. What's out there? What's what's you know? How can you take advantage of it? But um, it's it's a good time to be in this industry. That's for certain. Definitely. Thank you so much for all the insights and wonderful tidbits of uh, wisdom that you shared with our audience, Scott. You got it. Appreciate it. That's a wrap on another exciting episode of the Property Management Show brought to you by Four and Half Marketing Agency. Since 2012, we have dedicated ourselves to helping property managers like you get more owner leads and grow your business through marketing. Whether you need help with a website, SEO, online reputation, content, Google Ads, you name it, we've got you covered. Visit fourandhalf.com to learn more. That's F-O-U-R-A-N-D-H-A-L-F.com. And if you love our podcast as much as we do, please go ahead and leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get our episodes. You know, help other people hear about us too. And as always, feel free to share your comments or suggestions by emailing marketing at fourandhalf.com. Stay tuned because we have a lot more exciting stuff coming up on The Property Management Show.